Today is Friday, May 8th, and if today is your birthday, that makes you a Taurus. That is the bull sign. And just like an actual bull, you are probably a fat, stubborn, horny cow, and your most notable achievement will be the day you're served on a platter. This is the Unstoppable Podcast, and I'm your host, Bill Unstoppa. Here we go. Today we're going to be getting into all sorts of conspiracy theories and things that why we think they're conspiracy. We don't think that they're conspiracies, or maybe it's just a conspiracy tinfoil hat theory. You know, and why the hell people shouldn't believe that, or maybe they should believe it. And what are some crazy-ass conspiracy theories? So... Really, the thing that bugs me is the fact that people go and they dismiss something as a conspiracy theory because all sorts of crazy ideas like um, that it would be too difficult to coordinate that many people to do something right. And I think I covered this before about how you know we do major motion pictures that involve hundreds and thousands of people and places and things, and they keep that all under wrap, especially TV shows like the reality TV shows. But another thing is that, you know, um, there's actual conspiracies that have happened, you know, big carried out ones by our fucking government. Like, and there's a litany of examples, MK Ultra, um, the Tunguski or Tuskegee uh, syphilis experiment, um, Operation Northwoods, uh, Operation Mockingbird. Gulf of Tonkin, Operation Popeye. So I don't know if you're familiar with any of these, but MK Ultra was this really, really um, uh, gross and uh, really maniacal one. It's kind of cool in, in the idea, right? So uh, what they did was it started in 1964. The CIA uh, they used uh, college students. And uh, they also went to brothels and they got the girls to give the guys who'd go in there LSD. And then they would take the guys and they would um, start gaslighting and they'd interrogate them and uh, manipulate their thoughts. And the whole process, the whole idea was to try to create a false memory, gaslight the person until they believed something that didn't actually happen, happened, and make them forget that they did something. You know, so they would take, have them do something, and then replace that memory with them doing something else. And, of course, when this all came out, uh, it was the uh, church committee in 1975 that first started investigating this. But it wasn't declassified until uh, July of 2001 under a Freedom of Information Act. And so what was really wild when they declassified, I'm sorry, well, what they declassified it uh, in 2001 is that part of the documents had this thing where they released evidence that they had been using implants in a dog's brain to control it like a remote control car, being able to make it run, stop, turn corners, and all sorts of motor high-level motor function they were manipulating of these dogs, and uh, that that was one of the many many wild things that went on with this experiment. But really, the the most nefarious part of them was you know the human manipulation and how they took these unwilling uh, citizens and drugged them and manipulated them and ran experiments on them that were completely unsanctioned and unethical. Right? We don't even have to try to 
tap dance around the efficacy of it. But and people don't even know that that happened. I mean, it's it's popping up a little bit more and more, you know, thanks to the internet. But that's just one of many. And like that right there is a rabbit hole all in its own. And there's people far better qualified and educated on the topic than I am. So I don't want to get too far into the weeds and you know, give some false information. Uh, you know, then speaking of some of the other ones, like the Gulf of Tonkin, that was what uh, happened in 1964 with the USS Maddox. And they basically had a gun battle a few weeks earlier with a Vietnamese um, torpedo ship, and they, they destroyed them, right? And then a month or so later, they claimed that another battle took place and that you know, it was completely unprovoked, and they were just, you know, open fire upon by the Vietnamese. And, well, as it came to uh, light later on, that never happened at all. Like, the whole thing was completely fabricated. So, if you hear bells running, there's actually a, my daughter's kitten running around the living room, or the dining room here, and acting like a lunatic. Uh, then... Operation Mockingbird that happened in the 1950s, and I think one of the results of this was the Smith Month Smith Month Act was inspired by this operation, and that was what allowed for dissemination of propaganda within the United States. And then later it became the Smith Month Modernization Act, which prohibited that dissemination of propaganda. I think that's right. So then Operation Mockingbird, okay, back to that point, was the CIA had paid journalists to report. Uh, propaganda pieces that they had written themselves and they even wiretapped and spied on these uh, journalists to make sure they were doing what they were supposed to be doing and to make sure that uh, there was a couple of them that they were interested in because apparently they had some stories that they probably shouldn't have had so they want to know who was leaking to them but they also the CIA when I say they not the ubiquitous nefarious secretive they, sorry, you can't see my finger quotation marks, but uh, they, the CIA, they also went to colleges and funded, you know, uh, culture, culture activism and, uh, <clears throat> sorry, and, and student organizations, and then finally it wasn't exposed until 1967 that this ever took place, and then it really got broken down quite a bit further into details that aren't really relevant to us today in a CIA report titled Family Jewels, and that was in 2007. So that was another one that was really pretty nefarious that the CIA was operating here on U.S. soil. Now, everybody says they're not allowed to operate on U.S. soil. Well, they operate illegally everywhere they go, so the fuck you gonna do about it, homie? Not a goddamn thing. Sit your ass back and drink the Kool-Aid. Or out of a tinfoil cup, I might recommend. Uh, then there was Operation Popeye, and this is like, this is gonna be just a wet dream for everybody who loves them some uh, chemtrail stories, because we, by we the U.S. government, right, in 1967 through 1962 was um, using various chemicals sprayed from planes over uh, the islands of Vietnam in what was called cloud seeding, and this was to um, manipulate the weather patterns, or really just increase the rainfall, just dramatically increase the rainfall and make things more flooded, murky, muddy, and harder for them to move about and, and you know, 
all the problems locate all, all the problems associated with uh, travel in heavy torrential rainfall would be exacerbated by this uh, and so that was uh, that actually resulted in the Senate resolution 71 and a bunch of HR bills that uh, prohibited uh, what was called environmental warfare and it's still actually allowed I guess under some other resolutions um, I, I don't really want to get into that and so that was that's just a, a handful or a small handful of uh, you know actual conspiracy theories that nobody knew though right I mean I think you know the MK Ultra one is probably the worst one and, and the reason why I say that is because you know it was really harmful to American citizens and as individuals that were tested on and then all the horrible information they swore that none of it worked they swore that none of it worked and like you know heavily redacted reports issued but I think maybe 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 it didn't work but I think what did happen was you know basically they got a little bit better understanding of exactly how cults work so well and probably a better a better use of how to uh, how, how to how to identify those individuals select them and what tactics to use to manipulate them into doing what they want now this is just me running off you know the mouth with this um, and I think that's kind of what's going on or what's I think that's kind of what they took from it right if you can find somebody and you can bet they got people on the internet that are just scouring social media and forums and looking for those whack jobs and trying to you know build troll accounts that'll echo what this person this uh, guy on edge or whoever is this potential you know extremist and just push them over right and I think this is probably happening um, you know even within our FBI and other uh, crime-fighting agencies or law enforcement agencies there, there was a guy I can't remember his name but is he's mentally mentally retarded guy and this is here in the US right he's a US guy um, and so he's a US citizen and very unstable so unstable that he's completely incapable of keeping and holding a job or having any sort of you know revenue of his own but he was on a, a forum, and I don't remember which one, but you know, just espousing a lot of anti-government um, narratives and rhetoric, and talking about how much you know he hated the government and really wanted to take it out on them, and you know the whole chorus line of that. And so, uh, an undercover operative, um, and so anyhow, this uh, undercover operative got a hold of him and put him in possession. Uh, of materials to build a bomb. I don't know if it was an actual bomb, but they in they at that point moved in, arrested him, and got him convicted. And I think that's kind of like one of the things that happens probably more than we should hope it does. That they they find these individuals and then they you know swoop in at the last moment, all you know TV cops show style, and save the day at the last minute and you know pat themselves on the back for doing a good job and proving the value of all the programs that they use to you know weed out these dangerous domestic terrorists or whatever the hell kind of criminal element you want to paint them as and so that's uh that's my take on probably what was the most useful of what 
practical information that was probably learned from MK Ultra, or or maybe they really did learn how to make unwitting robotic hypnotic assassins that would uh you know could be given that that code word that snaps them into action and then they come back you know from then they snap out of it after they do the killing and go back home and sleep wake up and there's all good the next day like man why the hell am i so sore what's this all over my shirt must have ate a jelly donut in my sleep wow that's a cool gun i don't remember buying that yeah maybe that's maybe that's what's really happening maybe that's what it goes on I doubt that's going to be the way that it goes, but it could. I mean, shit, stranger things have happened, right? So what does that mean to the rest of us? I guess it means that, you know, we should probably not dismiss things so quickly. Some of these things are way the shit out there. You know, I'm going to go with, like, the Flat Earth one is a great example of that. I mean, I, I've talked about that before a little bit, and I'm not going to go into why it's so obvious that it's bullshit, but it... Other than the whole idea that why the hell would you even bother with it? Like if the earth is round or the earth is flat, not actually round, but you're going to tell everybody it's round because, because fucking why? Like what is the benefit? You got all these corporations and, you know, shill government agencies like NASA and all the pilots and everybody else is in on the fix, but nobody gains a goddamn thing from it. Like nothing nothing like you could do the same thing with the round with the actual round world like you have the same if it was flat you still have planes you know all this shit still works it's a bunch of theological nonsense i think that's really what it is it's just you know because the physics of the world really make it difficult for a simpleton to fathom how the world works so if you make it flat and say then you can say all this other stuff is fake and then your you know your bullshit ideas aren't uh, quite so full of holes. Um, so, you might have noticed by now with the way that I rant that I got a superpower. That's right. I have a bona fide superpower, and it is ADHD. You know, and I'm not talking about alpha hydrogen hydrogen deroxide, which is a word I just made up. I'm talking about motherfucking at attention deficit hyperactive disorder. Not quite as hyperactive as I once was. I got a little fatter, a little lazier, you know, and also like Homer Simpson, I have Duff on my side or, you know, my human world equivalent in this non-animated universe. And so, not engaged in that right now, actually. I am highly fucking caffeinated. Good God, I love me some coffee. Uh, so, what, why does that matter, right? It doesn't really matter at all, but I just thought it was interesting because like people who don't have it, I don't know if they really grasp it the way that, that, that I do. So I was diagnosed with it when I was a kid, and my parents absolutely refused to let me get medicated or take any medication, and it was a struggle. Like, good God, my poor teachers, I apologize to every single one of you because, damn, you had it rough. And going on with that is... So what it's like, it's not like the stained song, it's always raining in my head, because it's not. Sometimes it's a complete desert. It's a total desert of absolute uh, lack of creativity in my head. But what it also is, is a fucking squirrel chasing nuts, a dog chasing cars, and they're tied together, pulling each other in a different fucking direction. 
and then someone throws a cat in the field. And then the cat's clawing at the fucking dog, and it's, then it starts chasing the squirrel, and the dog starts chasing the cat, and they're going around in a third-party circle, and a fucking bird hops in the middle, and, you know, it's that crow from the internet videos, and it's down there, and it's flopping around, it's pecking the bird in the ass, it's pecking the cat in the ass, it's pecking the dog in the ass, it's pecking the squirrel in the ass, and they're still just egging it on, and they, you know, realize that they're still tied together, and... Next thing you know, there's some kid kicks a soccer ball into it, and it's like that, right? So you get one idea, one thought, one image, and it reminds you of another. And then that thought, image, or concept, however it is that you think, if you think is a dialogue, or if you think is a monologue, or if you're the person that thinks with just pure pictures in your head, you're a goddamn savage and possibly the Antichrist, if you are. Um, but I forgive you, my child. You know, it's just a tree of events that take place in your mind and so the trick to navigating your way through that sort of thought process is your layers right you learn to to layer your thought and you kind of go okay I gotta set that one aside and bring this one back to the top and it always wants to reconnect you'll find another way to reconnect the dots back to where you were originally wanting to go and that is the skill that needs to be developed in my opinion my completely unprofessional impractical impolite and probably somewhat dangerous opinion but it works for me so I think of it the way that you think of a sentence right when you speak you speak if you're like me without a filter in your head first. I can roll straight off the top of my head and right out of my mouth without stopping and spell checking before it slips off my tongue. So, you know, um, I can also think the words in my head as words before they come out of my mouth. But there's also a layer before that where it's a concept, right? It's just the, the principal idea that I'm trying to articulate before it actually manifests itself as a word in my brain and then slips off my tongue and sometimes you know like I was saying I can just skip those steps but or they just happen really fast I guess so I think that might be really the, the answer it, it happens it just happens really fast before I have time to entirely digest what it is I'm about to say, which is also why I create a lot of fucking problems for myself and those around me, because I don't necessarily think about how somebody feels about what I'm about to say, and also fuck them, they're a pussy. Um, so there's that going for them. I mean, it's not for me. I mean, pussies are wonderful things, and I really appreciate everyone out there who is, you know, a soft, velvety little pussy for me to tongue fuck with my horrible dialect and um, you know too damn bad so that that's that's my whole thoughts on my ADHD is that you know I think we shouldn't be medicating it so much but actually learning to uh, teach our kids we need to learn how to teach our kids how to use it to their advantage for this higher, faster level of associating concepts and ideas, right? You're making cognitive connections with each layer of process that's going on in your brain simultaneously, and you have to learn to organize them and create a function. It's like having, um, maybe it's not enough RAM or maybe too much RAM in your computer. Uh, you know, you're going to have to forgive me. I'm horribly technically illiterate when it comes to the uh, inner workings of 
computers. You know, I'm not I'm not a tech guy. Shit, I can barely string together this podcast or a sentence in this podcast. Uh, which, speaking of tech, brings me around to the whole uh, concept again of like you know this new weird, strange world of social media. And I was thinking about you know how things are gonna be recorded going into the future, and your social media ghost will come back to haunt you. You know things that we didn't say think were so nefarious today will turn out to be so nefarious tomorrow, and it's all captured on film. Um, or in some sort of digital media, or some sort of written, anything you write or say can and will be used against you in the court of law, or the court of social justice, right? Or the, uh, you know, the, the mobs and pitchforks. So, you know, I'm just spitballing here about that. And then that kind of had me going on about, you know, the past, present, and future, and brought me into the whole existential idea of you know, existentialism. Man, I could probably save that for a whole other podcast, but just to kind of touch base on it, like the idea that time isn't some human construct, and I think it's ridiculous when people say that. It's just, you know, some sort of arbitrary classification that we give to assign the rotation of the sun. Well, that's not true because time exists. Like, you know, uh, Einstein pretty much nailed that down, even though he didn't say it just like that. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know, he explains it pretty well, talking about you'll never be at a place without a time, and you'll never be at a time without a place, right? But then you get into the whole multiverse and string theory side of things, and it kind of turns out that, and when you especially get into quantum, that time does exist, but all of it exists, past, present, and future, all at one time. Like, it is a continuous, simultaneous loop. And so to try to wrap my really underprivileged brain around this is, uh, I think of it like this, is that you, you have a past, right? You were a little kid once. You were a teenager, a young adult, a teenager. I don't know what age you are now, but you were a, a young adult. Then you were a teenager. Then you were a a child and then you were an infant and then you were you know a twinkle in your daddy's eye and you can't be that again like you're not that you're never going to be that again that is a those are all dead stages of your life and the memories you have of those are not what they were you know the the feelings that you had when those things were going were, were taking place were largely influenced by the mind in which you were processing them with at the time. So things were more intense. And, and also, you know, when you're young, your your senses are so much more sensitive. You know, remember how loud sounds were and like everything hurt your fucking ears and everything was spicy and everything was too hot and everything was too cold, you know, because we're like these weak little mushy defenseless completely unconditioned globs of, of sensory organs, you know, being powered and interpreted by this pink slug inside our bowling ball caps and trying to figure out the appropriate volume level of which we should have all our, our knobs and balance levels set at. And so, 
when you go back from your current perspective and try to look at that, it's nowhere near what it was. And maybe what you were seeing then was really what it is, and now you're just this tired, old, jaded, insulated, worn out thing that doesn't have, you know, new speakers and, and you know, most sensitive mic anymore, and you're just falling fucking apart and desensitized to everything because you're so used to being, you know, discomfortable and in pain that things that once were painful are no longer painful and things that were spicy are now mild like that mayo you're eating. I see you, Karen. Yeah. Um, so, and then we have a future, a future that we can we can't really get to. We're going to get to, right? That's my other superpower is moving forward through time one second at a time, but only one second at a time. You know, I, I got to kind of practice a little bit more on that. Uh, but, you know, we, we can't access that future right away. And in that future, at some point, you know, we're dead. We're dead in that future. And we're also, at some way, on that same wavelength, we're alive in that past. But we're truly only alive right now in this second. And the next second that's about to tick by, you don't exist in yet. But it's there. Right? But if you think about it this way, right? And this is kind of what I'm trying to segue back around to. Is the can't not exist concept. Is that in that future, you do exist up to that point in it, right? And that future, it may or may not be predetermined. But if you go and think back about before you were born, before you were that glob of cells and that twinkle in your daddy's eye, you had no, you had no say in becoming that, becoming what you are. You have very little say in becoming who you are now and who you are. I mean, you can always try to be a better person and influence the world around you, but where you started from, you started from, and so far as we know to our best knowledge, like, you have zero ability to affect that. And so... You couldn't stop yourself from being born. You were born. You happened. And I know what you're thinking. Like, well, okay, you can't not exist. Well, I could just put a gun in my hand and blow my brains out, and that would be the end of me. And boom, I proved you wrong because I don't exist anymore. Well, that's not necessarily true either, I don't think, because you know your future timeline is still existing in some sort of other form. It's It's changed, but... There's also that point at which, you know, the physics bring us around. I, I really got to read more on the physics of this, to, or the quantum physics of it, how time is just this ever-infinite loop, or simulcast, if you will. So, you didn't exist, then you did exist, but you don't know if you didn't exist before you could remember existing, and that's... Uh, that's something you again you have no control over like you popped into existence one day and you have no fucking idea how you i mean you know biology bio, biological processes the birds and the bees and all that but you don't know where your mind came from and so you don't know where it's going i don't think you know there's a whole lot of mind that's going to survive in this form after you die but Maybe it's just like a horrible rendition of Groundhog Day, except for a day it's Groundhog Life, and we just do it over and over and over. Maybe with different skins, you know, back to the uh, the programmers. The programmers just, you know, pop you back in here in the Ancestor Simulation, and you're re-uploaded into it, but 
I like to hope that those programmers, they're dead in the future too. Fuck you programmers. Fuck you for screwing with me and dropping this coronavirus down upon us. You know, what did we do to piss you off? Or is this like, you know, uh, a new a new level of your of your sim? And so uh you know, where do I where do I find the DLC content to uh fast forward through this or maybe, you know, I, I don't know, maybe what, what are you going to download next? Um Maybe it'll be another Hitler, and then we can finally get on with this whole comparison of everything and everyone is Hitler. Everything's a fucking Holocaust, and everything is fucking Hitler. Oh, they're making us wear a mask. This is the Holocaust. Oh, my God. He doesn't want to wear a mask. He's fucking Hitler. You know, jeez. I wish all these people who are, are making these absurd fucking comparisons would just go ahead lock themselves in the shower and fart themselves. So that, that way at least that's the closest thing that any of you stupid assholes are going to be to actual Holocaust victims, you know, is when you fart in the shower on Taco Tuesday. That's as close as it's going to be. You're a fucking idiot. Shut up about it. You're not... Nobody's Hitler and nobody's fucking a Holocaust victim. You know, unless you're an actual Holocaust victim and you're actually Hitler. Like, if you're not those, then, you know, it's just dumbass comparison. Just let it go. Find some sort of other string. Because I am so fucking tired of hearing about how right Godwin was. Okay? I don't know if y'all are familiar with Godwin's Law, but that's uh, the internet law that eventually any argument on the internet will eventually end in a Hitler comparison or analogy. Hitler will be mentioned. So, this is how prolific that piece of shit asshole really was. So, anyhow, unlike Hitler, whose greatest hits were probably the Volkswagen and, you know, the bullet that went through his head, um, your greatest hit, Mr. Taurus, hopefully won't be that slab and you'll do something a lot more constructive with yourself and not just end up as a really juicy T-bone on a plate. Have a good one, folks.